6 o'clock. It's Friday night. It's time for happy hour, the happiest hour of two hours of comedy on the radio or wherever. Uh, it might be longer. It might be short tonight. We've got a short list, and we've got a guest host. Everybody put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Can you hear me? Welcome, welcome. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio, happy hour. How's everybody doing today? Give a round of applause for yourself for coming out on a Friday night doing comedy. Get ready for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival that's coming up in October 9th that week. But right now, tonight, we have a open mic and we have your, your comedians. <laughs> Coming from all over, and your first comedian of the night, please give a warm welcome for Dan Lewis. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, we're rocking here tonight, guys. Yeah. Found a new relationship. Uh, and it's weird, sometimes you know, new relationship, uh, she's got a birthday coming up. It's early in the relationship. You've got to be really careful with that first gift. Because the first gift sets the baseline for the rest of the thing. You can't go, ever go below that. I really don't want to mess this up, guys. You want to get something nice, but not something, not something too nice. Nobody screwed this up more than uh, Vincent Van Gogh. I don't know if you are familiar with Vincent Van Gogh. Cut the ear off. And now if you know, he wrapped it in a piece of cloth and gave it to this woman that he liked, this prostitute that he liked. Guys, that is way too big of a gift for a first gift right there, okay? Absolutely. And I might even expound on it right now. I might even continue to expound on this idea. Absolutely. No, let me hear let me hear your ideas first. No, I'm going to let's workshop it. Go, go, go. I only have 4 minutes. Go, go, go. Go. What is it? Right? Good point. Yeah. No, it's a good point. Are you a comic? Okay, that's fine. It's a good point. It's a good point. Sit down. Listen to my jokes. Now you have to listen. Okay, don't be apologetic. Just listen to the jokes, please. Okay, thank you. But yeah, you're right, good point. Lose-lose this gift, right? Because you might be disgusted, obviously, and you're out an ear. You got nothing. Even worse, she likes the ear. What kind of fucking woman is this at that point? I don't want to date that woman. What's she going to want for Christmas? Maybe start, with, maybe start with some toenail clippings. That'd be better. Anyway. But yeah, I am dating uh, this woman, yeah, and she's, uh, she's a twin. I'm dating somebody who has a, she has a twin sister, uh, it's always been kind of a fantasy of mine. Even though she's a fraternal twin sister, looks nothing like her. It's still very hot when I see those birth certificates. Um, be weird to date an identical twin, though, right? Because that'd be a little, to be like heavily attracted to an identical twin, you know? She comes down the stairs, and you're like, oh my God, you look so fucking beautiful. And you too, obviously. Uh, Emily, <laughs> or whatever, I don't know. Uh, what else? Uh, twins, yeah, they can like A-B test clothes, you know what I mean? They can like try on clothes for each other. They know exactly what they look like in the clothes. Like your, your, your girlfriend could be like, Does the, do these jeans make my ass look fat? And you're like, not at all. She's like, well, what about my sister's ass? She's like, yeah, a little bit. Identical uh, <laughs> twin's good. That's, that's good too because uh, if you do have sex with her sister, you do have the plausible deniability that you wouldn't otherwise have. You have sex with a fraternal twin sister, you're just like, hey, look, you guys were born minutes apart. How, how was I to know? 
Anyway, what else? Talking to a friend about uh, this, about talking about this twins thing. He's like, "Yeah, I have, my nephews are twins. These two young boys. They're very competitive with each other. Identical twins." I'm like, "What's the point of being competitive with an identical twin? You know, what exactly are you trying to prove? You cannot be better than the other one. It's impossible. You're clones." What else? Plus, you have this part. You have this person who's growing up at the same time as you. You, you get used to you, you know, all the sexual feelings that you get develop as a young child. You know, you learn about masturbation. To, at the same time, as a matter of fact, you are clones, you're twins. You might as well jack each other off when you think about it. It is masturbation still, just a little bit better. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What was the last one I wanted to do? Okay, wait, I wanted to do this. I wanted to explore this. Uh, I had an itch the other day. This is how old I'm getting. I had an itch the other day in the middle of my back. And I just decided to just wait it out and not scratch it. Just because the pain in my shoulder from trying to reach that spot would be worse than having the itch. It was like a Sophie's choice that I went through. I'm just saying, and that's how I know how Sophie feels about this whole thing. Thank you. You guys believe in ghosts, huh, anybody? Ghosts. I gotta be honest, I don't know how adults believe in ghosts. I don't feel like it's a... It's very, I, I know a couple was like looking for a house and they didn't buy it because they heard that there was a ghost in the house and they didn't buy the house. It's the same couple that lives with a cat. How's that not worse than a ghost? Ghost like turns on a TV, moves the door a couple inches. I don't even believe in ghosts. If you said that there was a ghost in the house I was moving into, I'd be like, who cares? But if you're like, yeah, the ghost scratches up the couch, pukes on the bed every night, I'd be like, there's an evil presence in this domicile and I have to leave right now. You guys, thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Bye. Daniel Lewis, everybody, give it up for him. Woo! Give it up for your next comedian coming to the stage, Chris Nasco. How you guys doing? <laughs> Haven't been here in a while, a lot of uh, nice furniture. Uh, <laughs> pretty excited about. Uh, I've been coming here for years, and I never knew there was a door right there. Um, damn. I I drive all over the place. Uh, on the way here, I saw a billboard that said, Authentic Mexican, 15 miles. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to meet this guy. I'm going to meet him and be like, so you're the real thing, huh? You're you're the real deal? Don't, uh, don't go changing. Um... Because it's the Bay Area, there's there's so many people on the road in such a small area. Uh, there's road rage all the time. And I just saw some on the way here. I was driving, and one person cut off the other person. That person honked, and then they honked back. And then I honked at both of them. I was like, oh, all right, that's enough, you two. That's enough of that. Also, whenever I sit down in my car, Spotify automatically plays the band U2. And I really don't like that band. So after like 10 seconds of listening to him, I'm like, all right, that's enough U2. Are we uh, single people in the house? Single dating? Dwight, you got a girl? Got a guy? Nice. Um... Has anybody here ever ran into an ex of theirs? And it was kind of that weird situation where you run into an ex in public. 
I this happened to me recently. I, I ran into my ex at the grocery store, but I didn't say anything to her because she was shoplifting. And uh, I didn't want to interrupt. Uh, it was a really hot day. I was sitting outside my car. Uh, it, it was like an 80 or 90 degree day. And she walks in there with this really big jacket on and she just looks sketchy. And uh, it was so funny because I was just thinking about her. I was like, I wonder how she's doing. I wonder what's going on. And then I see her shoplifting and I'm like, okay, she's doing about the same. And then she walks out and as she's walking away, I'm thinking a couple things. One, I've had sex with a criminal, a very health conscious criminal. Uh, two, I, I gave her that jacket so she could stay warm, uh, not so she could steal baguettes in the summer. So she gets to her getaway car and uh, if you steal something, your car is now a getaway car because you're trying to get away. Uh, but kind of a, upon reflecting on it, I thought to myself, I ignored the signs. I never wanted that relationship, but I ignored the signs. I should have walked away when she said she was from Fresno. I was talking to a girl uh, recently and I thought I was really gonna like her. But then she sent me a text that said, oh no, I just found out my friend G-Money isn't doing too good. And I thought, you have a friend named G-Money? That probably means that you're not doing too good. <laughs> so now we're dating. <coughs> because uh, honestly, I, I want to like everybody. Like everybody that I meet, I really want to like them, but I just can't. Because there are certain things that people do and I just, I can't get past it. Like in a general sense, I want to like you, but I can't because you don't leash your dog, but you leash your child. I want to like you, but you do CrossFit. Uh, I want to like you, but you're from Fresno. Uh, thank you, guys. Give it up for your host. Give it up for Chris. Woo! I, I'm not sure if our next comedian is here. Newman? Is Newman here? He's what? Well, he's late. If he's not here, we'll go. We'll, we'll, oh, he's across the street. Okay, we'll, we'll start next. Uh, Marina, are you ready? Marina Petrova, everybody, give it up. Thank you. Uh, some of you people might have seen me before and you're wondering where it was. That would be Tinder. Spent a lot of time on Tinder. Or if you have $2, then it would be OnlyFans. 
you know, I quit my job this year and uh, I started an OnlyFans account, which is called um, Woman Who Looks Like a Nerdy Boy, <laughs> which turned out to be a fetish for nobody. <laughs> my biggest fear is that if I, if I date a man, after dating me, he would want to turn gay because the way I look, I'm like a starting kid on your way to dating men. I have female parts, but it's not a lot of them. It's more, the reaction is more, is more like, that's it? That's all I paid $2 for? Rude, have you heard of inflation? Um, I'm so lonely, I spent my evenings watching Bridget Jones Diary movies. And I think, that bitch had friends and family. Uh, but men hate me, you know, because going out with me, it's very annoying. I'm like, I'm going to be like, sir, so are you sitting on a cold chair? You might get prostate cancer in 30 years. Or you took off your hat, you know, you might get meningitis. It's very serious. So going out with me, it's like going out with your own grandmother if she wasn't dead from COVID. <laughs> um, is everyone here ready to get raped? No, for those who are not, I have an advice for you. It's a perfect advice. I heard it from my friend. He told me, Marina, if you're ever about to get raped, just shit yourself immediately. I just shit myself? Since then, uh, since when taking a shit is so easy? You know, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna be, ah, one second, Mr. Rapist. Mm, wait, where's my, where's my prune package? Or every time I used to, I'm supposed to go out at night, am I supposed to stop by Starbucks and ask for uh, a venti, uh, triple, uh, triple shot Americano with, a, with an extra laxative in it? So Austin, we're ready to get raped. Um, uh, I had my first therapy session recently. Uh, there was lots of tears. I don't know what was wrong with her. Uh, I told her my mother loved me very much. I had a perfect childhood. She said the technical term is emotional abuse and gaslighting. I said gaslighting is how we stay warm in Russia. <laughs> I think it's really cold here in Siberia. It's your bad attitude. <laughs> it's warm. Uh, I, am a, I am a Myers-Briggs INFP, which stands for I had a narcissistic fucked up parent. So now I'm looking for a fucked up partner. <laughs> um, and um, I also, uh, the major trait of INFP, we are mediators, we're the peacemakers. So I, every time I see a toxic couple, I make sure they stay together, you know? I don't know if you've heard this rumor, but Melania Trump wanted to divorce Donald early this year, I called her immediately. I was like, Melania, you got your green card, you know, you moved to this country, and now you have a bad attitude. <laughs> um, you know, dating is really hard uh, when you're in therapy and you learn about the boundaries. Do you know how many boundaries there are? They're like intellectual, uh, emotional, sexual, financial, physical. That's a lot of boundaries. So what am I supposed to do on a date? I go on a date, I uh, drink water, 
I ask no personal questions. At the end of the date, I give them an air hug, walks away, <laughs> and I have to yell, you know, you're really missing out on an air job later. <laughs> okay, all right, that's all I have. Thank you so much. Marina Petrova, everybody, give it up. Okay, your next comedian coming to the stage is well-known here. She runs the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Please give it up. A warm welcome for Pam Benjamin. Marina, you're talking about being lonely. I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. Any idea what those podcasts might be? can guess. Oh. Like crime, like what kind of crime? Like robbing, like murdering. Murdering, yeah, like super bloody. Maybe I'll listen to those like once a month so I can get caught red-handed. Any other ideas of what podcasts I might masturbate to? Oh, no, I'm a socialist. <laughs> that would not get me <laughs> hot at all. I'm a Marxist, actually. It's I don't believe money is just little pieces of paper that floats through my hands. Any other ideas? Some people always say Joe Rogan, and I'm like, oh my God. He's in four million men's heads. I don't have to pretend he's giving me any. Like, are you kidding me? No, I listen to my own podcasts. Because I'm a narcissist. <laughs> and I can do everything by myself. <laughs> that's, that's, that's it. All of it. It's a masturbation joke. You feminist, you seem to be, you're wearing feminist glasses. You with the glasses, well both of you, actually both of you have feminist glasses on. You look like you know how to read cursive or anything really. You're like, oh he still reads, he reads, he's a witch. You can even write in cursive? Oh my God, you are a witch. You're crazy. No, I'm a feminist. I don't want to. It's a dirty word now, you know. I'd rather call myself a cunt face. I think it's really more accurate. But, uh, you know, language is political. The patriarchy is real. It's all there. You know, you're a female. You're a pert son. We're all human. Yeah, right? We're all people. No, it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina, so. I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word spelled without the word men in it. So, okay, you can get your phones out and look if you don't know how to spell. And I know none of you. Feminism is spelled with an I. There are no men in feminism. <laughs> don't know if you knew that. Uh, oh, the, the patriarchy, it's everywhere. It's really oppressive because when we um, become wit men, what do we break? Or, I mean, what happens? We menstruate. That's the next line. I'm sorry, I fucked up my own joke. No, it's uh, we menstruate. It's the one thing you can literally never do when you put your name all over it. And you think it's gross. Uh, when you have sex for the first time, what do you break? Your hymen, yeah. Hi, men. Hi. I can have sex with all of you now. Hi, men. The one I do understand, because I'm going through it right now, menopause. Men are no longer pausing on me. <laughs> and it's funny because all those pre prefixes and suffixes and what do, what do, what's, what's the only feminine prefix? What do they give us? 
herpes. They give us herpes. That's what we get. Sorry, wordplay. I'm like, oh, I'm so fucking clever. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. I think it's the precept of feminism. I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books. So I can talk about my butthole on stage. (laughs) Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. Tiniest Arby's. Got the meats. I mean, how do you shave a hemorrhoid? Is that more of a plucking issue? Riddle me that, Gillette. Yeah, one minute. Gillette, do you, do you shave or you shaver? Any of you ladies. I am not, I'm not a shaver. No, I'll, I mean, I don't know. I'm, not a sh- I'm never shaving again. I mean, I pluck, but I don't shave. No, I'm never gonna, I'm keeping all the body hair. I have so much pubic hair, it's like I'm wearing a hair skirt. It's like I have a kitten in a headlock. It's super cute. It's like I was born in 1974 and I have the bush to match. It is dank. It is swampy. And no one can find Charlie. That's what I named my clitoris, Charlie. It's hidden deep in the forest, I'm telling you. I thought I saw a spider crawl down my legs the other day and I put on my reading glasses. (laughs) Nope, that's just hair crawling down my legs. Okay, well, this has been fun. Thanks, Lauren, for hosting. Yay! Pam Benjamin, everybody. All right, your next comedian coming to the stage. Please give a warm welcome for Newman Shake. Yeah, what's up, guys? Um, I used to be a lifeguard. And while I was working there, they gave us this, this incentive where they were like, if... For each person you save, we'll give you like an extra $50. And I know that was supposed to motivate me to become like a better lifeguard, but all that made me do is like push kids into the deep end more often. Like that's what I ended up doing. Um, I think the economy is really bad. I'm not sure. I just know I've, I've been seeing a lot more reversible clothes lately, and that is not a good sign. Okay, next one. Um, my high school bully came out as bisexual recently and not a big fan, not a big fan because now he has like the self-care and the emotional maturity of a gay man and still wants to fuck women. So that just means he fucks more women than me and that, okay. I, uh, I turned 22 recently. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I turned 22 is a weird age. 22 is the age where like my dumbest friends are having kids. Yeah, and now I gotta fake support them because I can't go to my friends and be like, you know what's the best thing you could do for your kid? Leave. <laughs> yeah, so now I'm just waiting. So now I'm just watching my friends like raise the next generation of Wendy's employees, so that's kind of cool. All right. I, I feel like astrology. You guys actually seem like an astrology crowd. Are you astrology people? Oh, really? Okay, that, that makes me feel better about this next joke. Now, astrology is getting out of hand. Like, my friend, she got a DUI recently, and her excuse was, I'm just an Aries. And I was like, I'm pretty sure you're an alcoholic, Jan. I don't know what sign that is, but that can't be a good one. Yeah, I feel like we're getting to a point where astrology is going to be used like a legal defense. Like, there are going to be people in court. Like, you know what? My client killed eight people. 
but he's a fire sign. Merc is in retrograde. That's just what happens, you know? Yeah, um, I'm going to cheat on my girlfriend. Yeah, I'm going to cheat. Really? Uh, I'm, a Vir I'm a Virgo, actually, so... You you can't do that. You can't do, you can't do that. You can't be wrong and then say that's right. You know that's not fair. Yeah, I'm gonna cheat on my girlfriend because I love her. No, cause she's she she accused me of cheating yesterday and I haven't. But then I heard it was like important to validate your partner's feelings. <laughs> so yeah, now I'm on Tinder again. Thank you. Um, yeah. All right, I'm trying. To, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to be feminist now. Yeah, um, abortion got banned or something, and that sucks. But I feel like if they are going to get rid of abortion, I think they should also get rid of child labor laws. Like, if they're going to force a woman to have this kid, I think she should get her money's worth. Like, put that mistake in the factory where it belongs. All right. Um, see, they made, a movie, they made a movie about Gandhi in the 90s. I don't know if you guys know this. And I'm glad they made it in the 90s because there are not a lot of Indian actors today that could pull off Gandhi. Like, uh, Dev Patel is too hot. And I'm not ready for Aziz Ansari to be Gandhi. You know, it's okay, I, I was kind of lying. Um, I don't have a girlfriend, but I really want one. Mostly for brunch. I think that's... I want to try brunch. I really... I'm looking at my friends right now, and they don't know what brunch is. I, I haven't tried br actually no, I have not tried brunch. <laughs> I can't, you know, because I can't, I can't ask like I can't ask like my Molly dealer t to go to brunch with me. That's not fair to him. Yeah, I know. What? All right, it's just breakfast with dinner. That's cool. Oh yeah, I'm on. Uh, I'm on. Are you guys on the dating apps? Yeah, kind of. I'm on Hinge right now. Hinge is too wholesome for what I'm looking for, which is sex without getting to know a person. And I know Tinder is for that, but Tinder is scary. Like, Tinder is making me realize what it's like to just date as a woman. Because now I'm sharing my location with the bros. You know, that's not... Like, I was on a date recently, and I got scared. So I texted my friend. I was like, this girl's sick. This girl's 5'4", but she's giving some serious 6'2 energy right now, and I'm kind of scared. All right, I think that's my time. Goodbye, guys. Let me shake everybody. Yay. I don't see are you are you real people? Are you comedians? You real people? Alright, welcome, welcome. And you too, you're real people. Yay, we love it. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Oh, your next comedian coming to the stage. Please give a warm welcome to a Jay. I'm not gonna try to put Keeping over Lauren, doing a fantastic job. Uh, you guys are real people? We're real people too. We're co comedians are real people. Comedian lives matter. All right. Starting off the set with the right energy. How are you guys doing? Are you doing good? Friday night. This is how we're, we're starting it off. Fucking fantastic. Let's go. Uh, you guys don't know me. So my name is Ajay. Uh, I am a younger sibling. So my pronouns are sit down, stop crying. That's, that's how I self identify. Yeah. It, uh, it does make trying to buy multivitamins very difficult, though, because they have, like, one a day for men and one a day for women, but they don't have, like, one a day for little snitches. So, yeah, very malnourished. Okay, doing the jokes, doing the jokes. Um, 
You guys want old jokes or new jokes? Just curious. I, I, I try to be a man of the people. All right, no opinion. I'm going to do new shit. Who gives a fuck? Um, I was talking to my friend recently, and he said uh, he was thinking about like crazy people. And he's like, dude, I think the craziest thing a person can say is, I'm not crazy, you're crazy. Which, like, I think that's a good point. But I also think that he's probably not right, because there once was a dude that said, we're going to make people exercise by making them jerk off their dumbbells. So I think that guy's a lot crazier, right? No? Not feeling that one? <laughs> It's like we're gonna make people exercise by giving them, making their, like their dumbbells like hand job machines. It's like, oh, it's just just for like like attractive people. It's like no, for all ages. Okay, move on. Uh, I'm trying to respect women more. Um, I'm trying to be a more desirable man. Uh, so I've been listening to a lot of like '90s rappers, like spe specifically female rappers bitching about broke men, and so I just listen to that shit and just do the opposite. Right, like I was listening to this song, No Scrubs, right? And then they t tell you how to be a good man. They're like, if you walk around and you don't have a car, you're a scrub. So I bought a bicycle, so I think I'm good. I think I'm, think I'm solid. And they also said, if you lean out your friend's passenger window and holla at women, you're a scrub. So now I just stare at them on the bus. I think, not a scrub, <laughs> let's go. And then they also said, uh, if you live at home with your mama, and uh, you don't have an apartment, you're a scrub. So me and my dad kicked that bitch out. We're uh, <laughs> moving up in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to shit on women a lot in the set. No, I'm not. Right, uh, I, I am a child of immigrants. My, both my parents are immigrants. But they've lived in this country longer than they've lived back home. Right? So, like, anytime they say immigrant shit, it kind of throws me off a little bit. Right? Like, my mom likes to say, like, they were arranged married right before moving here. My mom likes to say, I moved to this country with $200 and a stranger i was like holy <laughs> that's a lot right uh sounds like dad moved to this country with a dream and an ungrateful bitch of a wife that's what that sounds like it's like i feel your pain but that was his 200 dollars. like what the fuck <laughs> okay back to new shit here we go um i think the silver lining of climate change is that uh now california kids will feel like get to feel like or they'll get to experience like school closures because of weather right like they finally get like fire days, you know, like they have to, I can just imagine it right now, right? Like, like there would be like a group of kids like walking back from like metaverse baseball practice or some shit. And like one of them like hangs back and starts like coughing uncontrollably, like, <coughs> like <coughs> just like dying, right? And everybody else is like, oh damn, Caleb's super asthma is acting up. Uh, you know what that means? School's out. <laughs> Zoom school? Oh yeah, that's a... What if it is Zoom school, you know? Like, they're just there every day. They have to, like, shovel ash instead of, like, snow, right? <laughs> they're the fight fires for, for recess or some shit. I don't know. I think that's a fun idea. Uh, um, I wish my HR lady was chubbier. I, I, I just wish that because, like, every now and then, like, my team, we like to roast each other. And, like, I can't say, like, the wildest shit because she's the HR lady sits, like, right here. Right, like recently, my boss, like he's had, he had a kid recently, he had a child, so he he was joking leaving early. He was like, "I gotta go babysit my wife's kid," and I was like, jokingly, I was like, "Well, maybe if you didn't work so hard, you would know that it was your kid," you know, <laughs> like, and then I was like, "Oh shit, I uh, I forgot to bring in treats." Um, fuck, fucked up the first part of that joke. We're gonna do a nice one and then get out of here because I uh, fucked that up. But you guys are beautiful. That's a weird compliment. Whatever. Um. Um, I am Indian. 
uh obviously uh and one thing about indians that people don't really know is that we have two birthdays we we celebrate like the indian birthday and also like the normal white one i guess um and it's weird to me because like we don't celebrate the indian birthday every year right so it's like like my parents don't do it right so like it's kind of confusing but it's not like that surprising because like indians love to invent shit we don't really know how to use right like this like the kama sutra i'm gonna just come out and say it like none of us I don't know why we invented like a sex book before we invented book kind of like talk to women. I feel like that's a weird, that's like a strange order, right? Right? Like I've never been in that situation, never talking to a girl and been like, damn, this is going really well. But like, I don't know if I can take her back to my place and like put her in a half Nelson and like fuck her diagonally. I don't know if I, I don't know if I got it in me. It's always been like, damn, I forgot her name. <laughs> What's her name? All right, you guys have been fun. I'm gonna get out of here and give it up for Lauren. <laughs> A day, everybody. Woo! Welcome to the new people. Thanks for coming. Hi. Your next comedian coming to the stage, please give a warm welcome for Devontre Coleman. What's up? How y'all doing? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Cool. I, um... I was raised really weird. Like, my grandmother was a super Christian, which just means she was homophobic. She, uh, <clears throat> she made, bad, like, terrible decisions based on this, though. Like, I remember when I, when Raven Simone came out as gay, she told us we couldn't watch The View anymore. I was, like, 14. I still don't know what's on The View. She also said we couldn't watch The Cosby Show, which I agree with just for a different reason. Uh, yeah, the Bill Cosby shit really fucked me up. Not because he was like a black icon. Just he made it bad for black men to wear colorful sweaters. <laughs> I've been thinking about going to prison lately. I got a homie. He got out of prison earlier this year. He keeps posting throwback pictures with his old cellmates with the caption, Take me back. <laughs> Starting to think the media has been lying to us about how fun it is in there. It's sort of like community college. Because everybody who goes to prison comes out with a new set of skills. My friend was useless when he went to prison. Now he knows how to braid hair and do taxes. <laughs> I think it's time for me to go. There's a lot I need to change about myself. I recently found out I'm way too approachable. Um, I was in a public bathroom recently and this man asked for my Instagram. I don't know if you've ever been in a public bathroom, but it's not the best place to be making new friends. I um. I also think prison will help me get into better shape. I, uh, I need to lose weight for vanity reasons, not for health. I like dating bigger women. And when you're skinny and you date big women, it's like you're being adventurous and she's accomplishing something. Now I'm going to date with big women. It's just two big people on a date. It looks like, <laughs> it looks like we both settled. Cool. I, uh, I don't like dating apps. I don't like dating apps because they're lowering my self-esteem. Like, my narcissism makes me think, every time I get a match, I'm like, I can do better. But I have so few matches, I'm starting to think I can't. Like, Hinge is my least favorite because Hinge, every few days, it gives you a most compatible, and it's usually not someone that you want to be compatible with. Recently, my most compatible was this big, tall, black dude named Q. It turns out we have a lot in common. We both like women. Yeah. <laughs> I am. Uh, I, um, there was a there was a huge win 
for the incels recently, um, there was a man who sued Bumble because women didn't want to talk to him first, which is like the best example of white audacity. It's like he won millions of dollars just because women changed their mind. I, uh, I imagine he's like the incel Martin Luther King. Like He was like, I just want to be judged by the content of my character and not the quality of my skin. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> the older I get, the more I realize that like my sexual desires are just regular. I got invited to an orgy recently, and like 20-year-old me would think that was cool as shit, but it's not that cool, actually, because for a stranger to invite you to an orgy, you have to look like you attend orgies. <laughs> and I'm not sure if that's a compliment, but I'm going to find out on Saturday. I was afraid today was Saturday. I was like, fuck, I fucked that up. <laughs> I got to keep track of the day. <laughs> I, uh, I do like sex. I just don't like surprises. And I think that when they mix, it's the worst. I went on a date recently, and I brought the girl back to my apartment. And it was almost game time. And she stopped me, and she whispered, oh, shit, I probably should have told you. And I was like, yeah, no matter what you say next, I agree. You should have told me. <laughs> She was like, oh shit, I probably should have told you I might have herpes. And I was like, might? You didn't think you should get that tested? She's like, oh no, don't worry about it. Herpes, having herpes is kind of like being a Pokemon fan. It's more common than you think. I was like, now is not the time for clever similes. But also, I don't think they ever invented a medicine to cure Pokemania. I have to go, um, but I will, I wanna leave with this statement. I think we should do everything we can to make sure that underrepresented voices are heard. If you live a comfortable life, you should do what you can so that people who live in constant discomfort can get a chance to rise up. But there is a wrong time to do that. I was watching porn recently and the entire cast had on Black Lives Matter shirts. <laughs> like, yeah, I agree, just not right now. Thank you, I'm Devontra Coleman. Devontra Coleman, everybody. Thanks very much, everybody. Don't leave. Oh, good, you're sitting down. Good, good. Your next comedian is still outside, and he's coming to the stage right now. Please give a warm welcome to Dwight Mai. Hey, girl, Devontae was uh, up before me. No? Okay, fine, fine. Hello, folks, how you doing? Good? All right, all right. Good to see some of the people. Good to see you, sir. Asian dude with the long hair. I saw Mulan, you were great in it. I'm playing, I didn't see Mulan, but. Hey, hey, I, I was driving by a cemetery. Waste of land, right? They got a bunch of people without homes and down the street, you got a bunch of dead people with their own plots. I don't think dead people should own anything. And then if you accidentally build a house on top of them, they get mad at you and they, uh, you know, pull your daughter into the TV and you can't find her for half an hour. Like, I think there should be a compromise. Like, of course, we can't, like, get rid of cemeteries right away. But if you want to be buried, everybody has to be buried vertically. Okay? No exceptions. It would only look like your legs are going to get tired, but uh, don't worry. Hey, 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 uh, you know what wakes me up more than drinking coffee? Stealing it. 
Hey, sometimes I steal three cups and it makes me all jittery. Did you buy? I, I bought it. Leave me alone. I bought it. Hey, hey. Uh, I was thinking. Uh, I've never voted in my life, you know. And I'm thinking, you know, what are the, I'm just gonna marry somebody with the complete opposite political viewpoints, and then on election day be like, hey, you know, our votes are just gonna cancel each other out, anyways. Why don't we just stay home? We can walk around the block, look for unlocked cars, and steal loose change, baby. Come on. We can do it. Now, I was thinking about, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Vietnamese, and, you know, I, I love America. We put toothpaste in our water. It makes our teeth stronger, but our skulls get thicker. That's perfect. If I can't think of something to say, I'll just smile. <laughs> Look, I got toothpaste in my brain. Anyways, uh, hey, did you guys know that uh, premeditated murder penalizes you for thinking? Yes. <laughs> She's been talking the whole time. That's okay. That's all right. You were talking during uh, Daniel's uh, set. Is it the alcohol? It's got to be the alcohol, right? Oh, no. what, what, are you, what are you drinking? I didn't ask you if it was delicious. No, but it's okay. Give it to me. Are you a comic? No, that's not an insult. My God. It's just a question. Are you coming up? Are you not coming up? I didn't call you a drunk. Up to me. No, it's oh, it's an open mic, so it's up to you, really. But. Anyways, hey, back to premeditated, oh, you know what, forget premeditated murder. I was going to go off about premeditated murder, but we can talk about other things in court. Did you guys know that, no, not, the, the, I was in court, and you know when they ask you to swear to tell the truth? It gets repetitive, right? They're like, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth? I'm like, hey, why stop there? Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth, the entire truth, the complete truth, the unfiltered truth, the unabridged truth, the uncut truth? The, that's enough, Balaam. Sorry, I've been reading the thesaurus. Okay. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Pam. Hey, I, saw, I saw two Japanese people bow, you know? But when the, when the purpose of bowing is to lower yourself to the other person. So if both people are doing it, then it kind of defeats the purpose. Right? They're risking lower back pain for nothing. And Japanese people are already short, so maybe they should greet each other by standing on chairs. Or maybe they bow so that the short people and the tall people can be on the same level. And the shorts wanted this, but the talls resisted. And there was a war. And the shorts won because they were angrier. <laughs> and now when you're walking to a sushi restaurant, you're greeted by a little men who go, oh, yeah. Hey, I got to go, but if I made you guys laugh just a little bit, uh, please consider making a donation to the Children's Orphanage of Vietnam. My son lives there. <laughs> but don't give too much or else he'll come and visit me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I want shoes. Well, go make them. Make me one, okay? <laughs> Anyways, hey, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to give it back to your host, Lauren Kraut. What my everybody? Give it up for the Vietnamese orphanage for his kid. I don't know. Is Jason King here? No, Jason King. Okay, then I think you're next. Yes, please give a warm welcome to a newcomer to the stage, CJ Kept. 
Thank you. Uh, I'm an environmentalist, not because I hate climate change, but because I love the feeling of paper straws melting in your mouth. Um, people think that because I'm a climate activist that I lead like a really sustainable lifestyle, but I feel like it all cancels out. Um, like because I'm doing such a tight job cutting carbon emissions, the federal government actually grants me a permit to club six baby seals to death every year. Um, it's really cathartic. I'd never be able to afford fur otherwise. <laughs> um, I'm Gen Z, which means that I don't remember 9-11, but I did get to kick off every September in elementary school by watching grainy video footage of strangers killing themselves. That was fun. I'm sure that didn't have an effect on me. They never explained like what was going on either. They were just like, never forget. And I'm like, bitch, forget what? I'm five. <laughs> like, I was reading the Wikipedia page for 9-11 recently because I wasn't getting any answers from my kindergarten teachers. Um, and I found out that Al-Qaeda was protesting American military occupation and violence in the Middle East. Um, that was a weird moment for me as a poli-sci major because if I had been in the room where Osama bin Laden was pitching 9-11, he would have had me in the first half. <laughs> He'd be like, for over seven years, the United States has been violently occupying our lands, plundering our riches, terrorizing our people. I'd be like, literally, <laughs> we should circulate a petition. <laughs> you had a different idea? <laughs> uh-huh. And George Bush is going to do this? <laughs> um, I'm from Wisconsin originally. If you've never been to Wisconsin, um, our second biggest export behind dairy is serial killers. Um, we're, you know, home to some cutting-edge leaders and cutting people open. We've got Jeffrey Dahmer, Ed Gein, my dad. Um, no, my dad's cool. He definitely decorates his house like he's a serial killer, though. Like, you walk in and the first thing you see are, like, 13 deer heads hanging on the wall, which, like, you got your point across with the first 12, okay? <laughs> Um, he hung up like a full bow and arrow set above the TV with command strips like he was putting up twinkle lights in his dorm room. Um, and then he didn't want to pay for a frame, so he just like plastered the walls with like a hundred pictures of my brother and I. Um, which like if you walked into that house, you'd be like, he's going to kill those kids. <laughs> I will say, um, I do wish we had more female representation in the serial killer community. Like, it's not that I want more serial killers, I just wish a greater proportion of existing serial killers were women. Um, it's such a waste, honestly. I feel like if I really wanted, like, a penis necklace, I could blow every male serial killer out of the fucking water. And, like, it's not because I'd be good at it, I think it's just because men are begging to be serial killed. Like, their favorite hobbies are always, like, walking home alone in the dark at night, and, like, hitting on strangers at bus stops and falling asleep 30 seconds after busting a nut. <laughs> you know, um, zero sense of self-preservation. I feel like I could walk up to like any man after a certain hour and tell him that I want to turn him into a lampshade and he would pay for our Uber to a secondary location. <laughs> That's all I got, thank you. CJ, everybody! Woo.
Okay, give it up for your next comedian coming to the stage. Please give a warm welcome to Kavita Singh. Yay! Okay, so I'm just going to like rant a little bit. Just like a little. I just think real estate agents are like useless. Like they literally, who's a real estate? No one, no one's a real estate, respectfully. They're, they're fucking useless. Okay, so me and my friends, okay, I decided, me, I decided that I had to move out of my apartment, okay? Our lease was ending and I could have lived with my two existing roommates because they wanted me to live with them, but they just fought a lot. And like one day I was driving into my uh, driveway and Alex was like, quick, like drive in front of me to block his girlfriend who was like trying to get out. Um, and then she hit him with her car. And then I was like, I'm scared, I'm scared. But like, this is like a very normal like lover's spat. Um, so I, I decided that I needed to like find a different place. And so I found, so me and my friend found a different spot possibly. And we met up with this agent and first of all, he shows up like 15 minutes late. I'm like, you're a real estate agent. Like, isn't that your job to just like show up and open the door? You know, like just show up on time and open the door on time. And then, so like he basically showed us a three bedroom, which I guess like a three bedroom is actually just like a two bedroom with that Harry Potter closet. You know what I'm talking about? Like, it's always just that like random room that you can never make use of. And I was like, dude, why is there this tiny like seven foot by eight foot room? He's like, actually it's 7.7 .7 by 8.6. I'm like, once you bring the decimals into the equation, like you're clearly compensating for something. Like I'm always like, I'm five one and a half. And everyone's like, Cover shut up, you're five one, like stop. <laughs> Um, anyways, so he shows us this room and he's like, well, maybe, you know, you can, you can, uh, you know, loft the bed and then have a desk under it. And I'm like, well, I don't think potential roommates are parakeets. Like I, it's going to be hard to get them to do this. Um, and then I don't know. I just don't get why these San Francisco homes have these like tiny, tiny rooms. And like, he was basically like, well, it's for a child. And I'm like, okay, I guess that makes sense if it's the 1900s and, you know, the children were malnourished and they're small. And I just, I don't, I, I don't understand it. Anyways, yeah, it was, it was just stressful. And then he also like marketed this outdoor space. He was like, oh, you have a little nook outside. And it was literally like these treacherous stairs outside to the laundry like machines. I was like, fucking like Alex. And he's like, my name's Max. I'm like, it might as well be Curtis. Cause you were just dropping the ball on everything. <laughs> I just. And then he, he was like, you need to speed it up because I have another appointment. I'm like, you're just going to open another door, please. Okay, I'm calm. I'm so, I'm so sorry, guys. Uh, so uh, my parents are trying to like arrange my sibling's marriage. Um, mine and my siblings marriage and I'm okay with that like arranged marriages I just think that a lot of brown parents will like push their sons into them to help them get their shit together You know, it feels a little counterintuitive, you know, it's like look that man is drowning quick toss him a wife like it just doesn't You know, he's like, thank you so much. I can't breathe um but my brother, actually, that was what happened with my brother. He was um, living at home, working under my dad. Complicated way of saying he was unemployed. Um, and he married this woman from India. So, like, watching 
attending their wedding was like watching the Titanic. Was- I fucked that up. I was going to say attending their wedding was like watching a movie, you know, tears of joy streaming down her eyes before she boarded the Titanic. Um, and my mom is always trying to set me up to, um, and I told her, I was like, I don't want you to find someone for me. She was like, what? You don't think I can find you a good man? I'm like, have you seen dad? <laughs> like, you can't even find a man for yourself. Like that guy is a mess. My dad... My dad is such a mess. He and my mom got into a fight and she's been ignoring him for two weeks. He was like, Govita, things are getting really serious. Your mother's ignoring me. I think I'm gonna have to learn how to make lunch. <laughs> I'm like, wait till you hear about laundry. Like, it's, it's a rough life that you have. Um, my, parents are, my parents are super, I think that's all the time I have. Really? Okay. Um, I think that's all I have. Thank you, guys. Top of the sing, everybody. We got two more comics coming up here for you. The next one coming to the stage, please give a warm welcome to Jason King. Yeah, give it up for yourselves, everybody. What's going on? What's going on? A lot of new people in this room. Did someone just do comedy for the first time? Hell yeah, give it up for her. All right. Watching comedy for the for the first time. All right, well, all right, you give it up. You gotta give it up for something. I already, I already, I already used the time. All right, cool. Here we go. I um. Anyway, I, uh, I recently told my doctor that I do stand-up comedy, and he was like, you? I was like, yeah, right. It's like, you must be a deadpan comic. And I'm like, no, my energy is actually relatively high. It's just that my energy is kind of low whenever I come here, because every time I do, I think I have AIDS. <laughs> you know, it's kind of kind of makes it hard to have that same onstage pep, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what are you in for? It's like, well, I've been on the apps. You know? It's not like it's not like every time you have an STD, you can walk in like you're Chris Rock. You know? It's like, what are you in for? I got AIDS. You know? <laughs> I was going to do more. I don't want to do more. <laughs> it feels wrong. It feels, it feels like I'm tap dancing. Um, I, uh, I've come a long way in life. I, uh, I just bought a car, so I'm very excited about that. Um, but I, I grew up poor. And so the interesting thing about like, being wealthy now and growing up poor is that like, I have a lot of rich friends now, but I still have all my poor friends. And it's very interesting because like, you see like, the differences in things they post. You know? <laughs> like My rich friend will be like, uh-huh, new assistant, just got new coffee. And then my poor friends will be like, just shat in my boss's coffee. <laughs> 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 cool. All right. Sick. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people say that pineapple makes your cum taste better. Right? But I've never met anyone who said they've had some good taste in cum. Right? You'd think you'd meet one person. You know? Like, like I've never been like, hey, Sabrina, what'd you do this weekend? I had some good taste in cum. Yeah. <laughs> You know, like I, I eat a pineapple every day. I eat one pineapple every. I've never, I've never had a girl who was like, mm, "Yummy." 
<laughs> you know? Like, like putting pineapple, eating pineapple to make your cum taste better is like putting oregano on shit. It's not going to help. Um, uh, um, <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that we let, like, old people walk around with a can of oxygen. Right? Like, like if air isn't enough for you, you should give up. That's, that's the sign. Sick. Um, <laughs> I, always, I always try to use the right pronouns for people um, because I know how much it hurts when people use the wrong nouns. Like, like, uh, like <laughs> what are you thinking right now? I want to I wanna know because this is something I got to write down. What, 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 what made that funny to you about it? It's good. It's good. That I want to know. I just want to explore it. The wrong name. All right. Okay. That's not where I was going. But I just want you to know. Now I know. Now I know. What, someone else laughed early too. What do you think? It could be worse. Okay. Good. Okay. Good. Cool. 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 Yeah. No. I. No. It's not what I was going. The, the thing is, like, if the interesting thing is, like, if someone laughs early, that might mean there's like something about the joke that you don't know yet. Right, that people can see that you can't see. So I asked. I was hoping that there was something. Else. <laughs> but anyway, I I, uh, I always I like to use the right pronouns for people because I know how much it hurts when people use the wrong nouns. Like I watch anime, um, but oftentimes people will introduce me like, "Hey, this is Jason. He watches hentai." And I'm like, "Please, that's not how I prefer to be identified. <laughs> not big enough." <laughs> Uh, I'll do, I'll do two more. I, um, I've been, uh, every time I get pulled over by the cops, um, I've been calling 911 in advance. <laughs> They're like, 911, what's your emergency? I'm like, I'm about to get shot. <laughs> They're like, what? I was like, listen, I'm a black guy. I'm driving a nice car and my registration is in my glove box and I wanted to give you a head start. <laughs> All right, guys, my time. Thank you very much. Peace out. Jason King, everybody. Yay. Okay, your last comedian is me. <laughs> Give it up for Lauren. My name is Lauren. I didn't know if I said that earlier. This is heavy. Okay. The trouble with me is I still have hope. And so I hang around expecting good shit to happen. Not all the time. Come on, I'm not a monster. But sometimes, yeah, let's have something fabulous take place. That's why I like insights, because they, they're little trips. To, they give you uh, hope and shit. I forget the rest of the joke. Insights give me something to live for. They help me uh, have, they're like building blocks of knowledge and understanding that propel me forward and up, much like a good bra. Out of the depths of depression, boredom, and apathy, where I usually reside. Depression, boredom, and apathy, how may I direct your downward spiral? I had an insight yesterday. I realized that I wasn't supposed to grow up. My parents didn't teach me everything I need to know to become an independent adult. I don't know how to balance a checkbook. I'm lost when it comes to sex. And if it weren't for my drug addiction, I wouldn't have anything I could call my own. <laughs> so yeah, I, I still have hope. I hope that someday I'll have an insight that will make a significant difference for good in this world. 
and then I can write a joke about it and tell it to you fuckers. And the circle of life goes round and round. All right, I blew that one, but. Do you know this song? Oh, I hate to have an existential crisis when I'm on stage in front of all of you, questioning life's meaning and its purpose, not finding any and letting you all down. <laughs> no? Thank you. Do you ever get high? Thank you. Do you ever get high and zone out on your mother's name? Evelyn, 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 who are you and why did you procreate? You evil sorcerer, you, trying to take over the world with your neurotic, Jewish, anorexic, clinically depressed, slightly suicidal excuse for a daughter? How is that supposed to help? Oh, wait, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> you ever get high and think, is it angel food cake or angel food cake? And why not just angel cake? We don't say pumpkin food pie, do we? Do you ever get high and say, this shit is funny, I'm going to write it down? No? You don't get high? Nobody gets high? All right, well, fuck that joke then. <laughs> How about another song? Hello, welcome. Hello, welcome. People with souls, yay. Or are you comedians that want to do set? Not a comedian. Well, excellent. Thank you for coming, everybody. Thank you. Yay. I was going to sing a song. A second one. This one's a little bit longer. Um, I like to count things in my head because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? No? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me, where everything has a number to count, and sometimes it won't rhyme. Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladies only, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. OCD is the real thing, not Coca-Cola. Now, OCD may appear to be complicated, but it's actually very user-friendly. Should you ever wish to increase the turmoil in your life, consider the following tips. You can take OCD with you no matter where you go. You want to touch the toilet seat covers for good luck? Nobody's going to be the wiser. Trust me, I know. Always remember that if you don't touch something now, you only have to touch it later. And if you're really serious about it, hoarding can begin with just one newspaper subscription. We all remember what newspapers are, right? Yeah? Okay, good. I have a system for making my toast in the morning, and as you can guess, it's very OCD. I get out the bread, the peanut butter, and the jam, and I put them on the counter. The jam goes on the right, the peanut butter on the left, the bread goes in the toaster. When the toast comes up, the peanut butter goes on the toast, the jam on top, that's pretty obvious. Anybody who puts the jam on the bottom and the peanut butter on top is just looking for a fat lip. Then you cut the toast in half, and you always, always, always eat the right side of the toast first. These are the traditions of my people, and I do not question them, nor should you. Breakfast is the most important meal because it sets the tone for the rest of the day. Don't be set in the wrong tone. I have it on good authority that George W. Bush ate his toast left side first on 9-11, and you know how that shit turned out. So don't do it. 
And if you're going to eat bagels or English muffins, it's the top and then the bottom. And if you take that in a sexual innuendo type of way, there's no hope for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, let's review. What side of the toast do you eat first? Very good. You're paying attention. My work is done here. The correct side, yes, is the right side. All right, I got to get going, but I'll leave you with this. Let's pause for a brief second. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> and reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the... Thank you. Follow it or not. You're late. I lost track of time. You work for it. Part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man. I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time. This is the last time. You're wasting time. Eh, I got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's in second, what's the first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. I'm Lauren Kraut. Thanks very much for coming out. We appreciate it. Check out Muni Radio Comedy Festival. It's going to start on October 9th and run through the 16th with a block party out here on that Sunday. There'll be shows. There's some postcards there. You can pick them up in that box. And coming out, we'll check. I'll be hosting some shows. It'll be at different venues throughout the city. Um, you can get tickets on Eventbrite, and it'll be a hell of a lot of fun. So it'll be people like 100 different comics from around the country are coming. October 9th, it starts. So take a postcard. Thanks very much for coming. Mutiny Radio out.
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought or two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even going to be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes Every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! John Wessick here. I have a new poetry collection on Amazon. Here's the title poem, The Shaman in the Library. Naked except for a loincloth, ritual scars and streaks of red clay, he attends the staff meeting. Bowl haircut, back straight, face impassive. Why is he here? No one knows. Since the library opened, he's pushed the loaded book cart and replaced Suzanne Summers and Gwyneth Paltrow in the diet and exercise section. Trembling patrons pay late fees promptly when he stands by the circulation desk. A few parents complain their teenagers shadow him, chasing rumors of hallucinogenic ayahuasca vines hidden in the botany section. And after the singed carpet incident, management forbade cooking fires. No more fresh rabbit meat, only packets of microwaved cassava. He pricks his fingertip at shifts and fills out his timesheet with human blood. It's a good...
life. His employer provides health insurance and a retirement plan. But when the wild parrots come to strip fruit from nearby trees, he remembers the land of his birth. his vision quest fasting to the point of death and how his spirit animal came to him he remembers inhabiting the jaguar's body its savage strength and the power he gained power to take life and heal free from cult and convention he hunted at night, the heart-pounding chase, the taste of wild boar's blood. Convertible 1969 gold convertible 
1969 gold Cadillac with the white interior that drove it up here. And I started to do some thinking. around in it on the freeway and I'm having a really, really good time. Flat black glass. Smoking big spliffs and cruising that Cadillac on the freeway. Good feeling, I'll tell you. Can I say? Hello, Blake. Henry! Yeah, Charlie here. Yeah. I have a report here, Henry, from your, uh, from your chief nurse, Major O'Houlihan. She makes some accusations, Henry. I, I find pretty hard to believe. Black Block, a novel about protest from Sanjuro, a sample. The walk from Union Square to the bar is a long way for a drink, so you want a few stopovers. You get warmed up at Lefty O'Doul's, an old-time tavern with memorabilia and a menu from another century. Then a Market Street dive to rub elbows with the hoi polloi. Next is a Folsom Leather Bar, the dark Garth soundtrack is a refreshing change from the usual jukebox anthems, but you must avert your eyes lest you observe gentlefolk in flagrante. That means fucking. Tonight, none of these places are open unless looters are broken in. The city is shut down because of the riots. Thank you. Find me at sanjurorider.com and Black Block is on Amazon. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. of subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control, graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions, go www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen, graphic design for every need, and live music promotion at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STIs and pregnancy, no matter what you're into. Make sure that you and those around you feel safe, comfortable, and are having a good time. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. October 9th through 16th, 2022. The 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming to you San Francisco and beyond. So many venues this year. Atlas Cafe, Madame Racecar, The Bar on Dolores, El Rio, Baby Blues Barbecue, OMG, and the Alameda Comedy Club, as well as Emperor Norton's Boozeland and Mutiny Radio. 28 shows all week. Get your tickets 
at Eventbrite and for free on Sunday the 16th. It's a block party, part of the Phoenix Day block party. You or livable city who brought you Sunday streets. We're going to have a block party. We're going to have the bacon, bacon food truck, art vendors, 40 comedians from all over the United States outside, ready to make you laugh. Please come out to the seventh annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival at eight different venues, October 9th through 16th, 2022. See you there. The National Lawyers Guild is dedicated to the need for basic change in the structure of our political and economic systems. They seek to unite lawyers, law students, legal workers, and jailhouse lawyers of America to function as an effective political and social force in the service of the people, to the end that human rights shall be regarded as more sacred than mere property interests. For more information about your legal rights, how to obtain legal assistance, or to donate, please contact the National Lawyers Guild at nlgsg.org. That's nlgsg.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. My name is Breakfast. And I'm running for Chancellor of the United
called Acid and Fapping. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Okay, all right, pass. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one. Oh God. Okay. You don't know what O is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Right? L W A F L M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. L W A L F M O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. Ready to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-I-T. Let's do it. Let's do it. And you know what? Let us. Let's include the audience. Hello, audience. We want to watch a full-length movie that's on YouTube with you right now. So we want you to get your YouTube ready. We're going to mute it. You're going to listen to us. 
and watch the movie at the same time. How cool is that? Right now we're on mutinyradio.fm as we are every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We just followed What's Really Happening with Luke Sayer. Awesome show. Yeah. Carl, we, we, he's killing us. He's doing a great <laughs> job. Uh, yeah, check out mutinyradio.fm. It's a website. It is also an internet radio. You can check out their schedule. You can check out live shows. You can even donate with a donation yeah, button. you can even donate. Yeah, and there's Venmo, there's Patreon, there's GoFundMe, whatever you prefer. Just give money to the station. Keep it going. Ooh, the Comedy Festival is coming up, the 7th Annual. I'm going to get a new t-shirt. October. October. Uh, and we are also a podcast, but you have to follow us by our acronym, which I said up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's right. YouTube is YT. And you can also find us on YouTube itself where we do Carl syncs up the movie for you and you can subscribe at L W A F L M O I T. Carl, what is the movie this week? Today it's a switcheroo and I love that because I get a week off. It is mazes <laughs> and monsters. 1982. Oh, 1982. <laughs> oh, mazes and monsters. Right. Mazes and monsters. Oh, mazes and monsters. Let's see. It's a N D it's not ampersand. So it's mazes <clears throat> and monsters, 1982. The channel we like, like is TV Fanatic. There'll be a bunch of channels. Pick TV Fanatic. Yeah. And when you press play, you might get an ad right away. So go to it, press play, watch that ad, get past it, pause, slide it back to zero, zero, zero. Carl is speaking truth. Truth bombs have been dropped. You might get an ad, let it play. But make sure you do hit that timer, zero, 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 for TV Fanatic's copy of Mazes and Monsters. Well, we're very excited. Carl actually produces the show. He did the theme song up front. I did the research this week. I gave Carl a break. But one of the great features Carl does is he talks to a celebrity comedian. And we're going to hear it up front right now. And that celebrity comedian is going to give you a celebrity comedian countdown. And when that celebrity comedian says go, we want to hit go on the movie and we'll kick it off. But first, Carl, take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown. This time with... Dan Collins! Welcome, Dan! Hey! Now, you're a comedian out there, and we've seen each other a lot of times. Maybe Scotty's open mic or whatever. But one time you were... Was it King of the Mountain? Was it Late Night with Anthony Quinn? The, the booker got a good look at you and said, I want this guy. He gave you a guest spot. I'm sure it's going to lead to more. Were you excited about that? Yeah, most definitely. It was it was uh, Anthony Quinn. I did really good on late night with Anthony Quinn, and he booked me, and I opened up for uh, Coleman Green. Right, right, yes, right. Funny guy, yeah. Now, who are your influences? I see you like behind you there, Eddie Murphy. I see Richard Pryor. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are the ones. Those who the guys who I study the most. Now you're a veteran, right? Does that influence your comedy at all? I I, I don't remember a veteran's bit. No, <laughs> that doesn't. Uh, I haven't wrote any jokes about. Uh, no, I I do have one joke about being a veteran, but um, I'm still working it out because it's you know, I, I want to deliver it. Mm -hmm. the, the, <laughs> I don't want it to be a hard. It's supposed to be a joke, not a horror story. So. <laughs> <laughs> now you were on a webisode 
a no a web series called Emmy nominated. I didn't even know the Emmys considered web series. You know, uh, tell me about. I didn't I didn't know that either until until it happened. Tough luck. Until we got nominated, um, it was just a, something that um, I I was scrolling on Instagram, and they I noticed that they were having auditions. So I went out to New York, Manhattan, and it was in the YouTube building in um, Manhattan, and I auditioned for a part. And um, I was just, instead of being the character they were asking me to be, I, I was myself. I, I was just, I just uh-huh. went as, I had them all laughing. I had the panel of judges laughing. So they was like, we're going to, we're well, going to really work. <laughs> we're going to book this guy. hard. <laughs> and um, it, it was cool. I, I didn't know it was uh, a web series was that serious until I got the email saying, hey, we got Emmy nominated. And I, and I was at work. I was like, what? Is this a joke? <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know it was that serious. Yeah, that's terrific, and it's great that you you know went in and were yourself, and they were they they liked you so much that it ended up there. Now that's not your biggest credit. That is not your biggest credit. Now you have got a TikTok channel. It's one word called Just Laugh One Hundred. Just Laugh One Hundred. How many people follow you? I have four hundred and twenty-one thousand followers. <laughs> oh, really? Not even a half million. <laughs> no. Almost. By the summer is over, I'm hoping to have a half million before the summer lets out. That would that that would be great. I mean, this is a big credit. I mean, that's you must have some funny material. You know, people yeah. following you. How often are you posting? When I, see what happened. I started I started my TikTok account during COVID, and it was the perfect time to start one because. We couldn't go to Scotty's. We couldn't go to no comedy club. Um, the, the gyms were closed. The parks were closed. Like every outlet that I had was taken away. So um, I, I didn't even do, I did like one Zoom uh, open mic. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the same. It wasn't the same energy. So I was like, eh, this is not working. Yeah. Started a TikTok account. I just jumped on TikTok. Um, I started off like everybody else. I started lip syncing the, you know, the videos, the the voiceovers and all of that. Um, And then uh, I did that for a little while. And then I started, something clicked in and said, you know what? Why don't you do your own comedy up there? Why don't you try that? Something, a light bulb went off. You made your own outlet. I, I Yeah, I created an outlet and I started putting my own content up there. And I noticed people were lip syncing me now. Oh, that's <laughs> flattering. I was like, holy shit. And, and then what made my page really take off, I started doing animal voiceovers. Uh-huh. Like Tony Baker. I don't know if you know him, but uh, I started doing the animal voiceovers and my page 
skyrocketed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to ask you how people find you out there on the internet and social media, but this is the one to go to, right? We're trying to get to that half million mark here. It's yeah. called Just Laugh 100, and that's one word on TikTok. So I, I'm going to subscribe myself now that we just, you got one more person now that you've had this interview. Oh, okay. How can people find Tough Love? What channel do they go to on YouTube? Yeah, they can go on YouTube and, and um, type in Tough Love. It, it did get picked up by a network, but I don't know offhand yeah. what network it got picked up on. Um, but they can, <clears throat> they can find it on YouTube. Okay. Just look for Tough Love. Tough yeah. Love. Okay. And also, uh, now on Facebook, you're Daniel Collins. C-O-L-L-I-N-S. Daniel Collins. What about TikTok? Uh, what about Instagram? And maybe you do Twitter? Instagram. I'm, I'm on Instagram at just laugh. The word, the, the number one and the word hundred. Just laugh. The number one. The number one and then H-U-N-R. Okay, hundred. Hundred. Okay. Just laugh. Number one, the word hundred. Okay. Dan Collins. Now, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the exact same time as we do here in the studio, so they must press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. That's what you're here for. Why don't you go ahead from three and give us Dan Collins, that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Well, thank you very much, celebrity comedian. That was pretty cool. Uh, we're going to start a movie. Carl, it's a Carl Lorimar film. Yes, uh -oh, spelled cops. wrong. Spelled wrong. Rona Jaffe's Mazes and Monsters. This is based on a... Uh, we want to hear the uh, TV reporter is going to give us the plot up front. But we start with in media res. At the scene of the crime. There's a crime, Carl. Or, right? Why else would you have all these people here? So many fire trucks and police cars. Yeah, it starts off with a bang. This was a CBS TV movie. It was December 28th, 1982. It came out. My, my father's birthday, my son's birthday. Oh, how interesting. How cool is that? So yeah. what a birthday treat for both your unborn and your dad in 82. <laughs> and this came out. Sorry, so we start off. Okay, so we're going to start a TV reporter. So the cop's talking to the reporter. It's a game of mazes and monsters. It got kind of out of hand. Okay, I gotta go. We got a live report. All right, get a seat of crime. Give me the microphone. All right, <clears throat> ready? Roll Here's the storyline. Roll. Why? Heat model. 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 I'm Steve Allen. And fantasy. And possibly the murder. Oop. We'll be back in three minutes with another live report. We'll be back. All right. I love how he ends it with, we'll be back in three minutes with a live report. What else do you possibly need to say that I have to sit through three minutes worth of commercials? Grand Central Station. 
Yeah, so this is New York City. This is a, there's no Jersey in this, but there's tons in New York and upstate, but I think it's all Twin Canada. Towers, it's a little soon. Oh, Twin Towers? It's, yeah, oh, you know, if you have the Twin Towers in the first act, it shows up in the third act. We'll, we'll have plenty <laughs> more. That is a rule. Yeah. Oh, we, so our cast is four people. As you saw, the elephant in the room is Tom Hanks. He made this movie right after uh, Wizard Buddies got canceled. Oh, okay. And uh, it's right before Splash. So this is a weird period for him, right? The, he hasn't unleashed it. Right. But the other people in this movie, we all know. And Wendy Carlson, I'll be talking a lot about. And Susan Strasberg. Isn't that like Lee Strasberg's daughter, the famous actor? I don't know. I wouldn't know. You would, would, you would figure that, that, oh, wait a minute, we switched the room. You, I did the research. <laughs> well, all right, so this is based, I read the novel uh, like 40 years ago, Rona Jaffe. Rona Jaffe is a great writer. You did? Yeah, I did. Well, you know what? It was a paperback in a beach house. I was, I think Taylor, the friend had a beach house in Jersey Shore. I went over and I read the book in an afternoon. Uh, it's Very basically, nice. yeah. So in 1978, they found a uh, University of Michigan student dead in like a cavern. And he was known to play Dungeons and Dragons. This is based on a real kind of? It's kind of like urban legend, like kind of a, a story. Uh, and he, you know, there was a hysteria about Dungeons and Dragons. He committed suicide for whatever reason. Okay. And uh, so Rona Barrett allegedly was inspired uh, and by that story. No, aspired. No, and aspired means you strive to. She reach was inspired. Aspired. Inspired. She's aspired by true events. German he, world. This War. is JJ, right? This is Chris Makepeace, the actor, but JJ, like Broadway, he's just out there. He's just a teenager. They're all rich teenagers, right? Okay. And they all have like parents that are in their own heads. Except now, Mike, for... I did watch this last night, and okay. I have absolutely a criticism of this movie. Yes. This guy's not our hero. JJ? No, JJ's a worm. So why are we starting with him? You know what I mean? It's He's not our hero. Well, this is like, you know, again, it's a Ronan Barrett novel. You, we have a entourage of four people, and we introduce. But I think it's about their mm -hmm. Melu. They're all children of very rich parents that are not connecting with them. I mean, look at this disconnect. She... Her thing is remodeling rooms. Her clients would kill without for a room permission. Like this. You right. did without permission, right? He has his bird Merlin. But look, she gave a cooler birdhouse. See? It's all white. Yes. They would all kill for that. It's symbolism, Carl. Symbolism. Okay, okay. Now you know you know JJ, the guy in the pith helmet from uh, Meatballs. He's Rudy. He's, ah, the, he's the star. Oh, that's why I know him. Right. And he also had a show in Canada called Going Great. And it was about, it was like real people for kids. You know how kids aspire and they, they do great things? Uh -huh. The show's called Going Great. And it was on Nickelodeon uh, in the United States. It was one of the lowest rating shows. Oh. And uh, he was the host. So it was like real people. He was uh, Fred Willard, as it were. Gotcha. They, to boost ratings, they got new, new co-anchors, new, new people out on the street, including Keanu Reeves. So uh -huh. super young, I guess. Yeah, he's basically our age. You know, he was born in 64. He uh, he's worked behind the scenes. You know, he stopped acting. You know, he uh, you know him from my bodyguard and uh, Bamp. But uh, I thought that was kind of cool about the Canadian show. Yeah. And 
so he is our he is not our hero but we start with him but like you said it's sort of an ensemble cast but it right. is tom hanks story well no it's well, it's tom, it's well you know look at the alienation right he ends up saying could you at least said how was school you know at least this is the only mom who gives a shit about her kids okay you know and so i guess it's like they come from broken homes and just tom hanks has a side note of oh yeah keep them away from dungeons and dragons because of the last time there's no real there's no indication his brother died Carl. right his brother no his brother didn't die his brother walked away from he, he ran away oh he disappeared he did well, yeah, he, his brother did not die, or, or maybe that that was what that, Tom Hanks he, he, told himself to make it, yeah, under, you know, something he could handle. I don't know, but in this film, which you saw and read, he says uh -huh. that his his brother went out and he just never came home. Okay, all right, and the brother, his last name is Hall, and that's going to play into it. Yeah, this is Wendy Crewson. Now, I know, like, Tom Hanks is a big star, but I think she's the big star in this movie. Okay. She's an insanely prolific uh, Canadian actor. Just alone, uh, here in the year 2021, she has, like, four TV shows. Uh, that came today? I mean, it, it's 2022, but I'm saying she's recently has four. That is yeah. prolific. She, she was on Titans, which is on HBO Max, but then she had a show called When Hope Calls, Good Sam, and Departure. So I'm just going to send her... Familiar. But you know her from uh, uh, she she was Tim Allen's ex-wife in Santa Claus. Remember, she told the kid that Santa Claus doesn't exist; he's dead. And Tim Allen goes, "Oh, I do don't be spreading lies!" <laughs> and then he turns into Santa Claus, the spider. And she was in all the sequels. All right, now this is Daniel. Look how he is there, a sexy, sexy guy. He I know the dad, by the way. Oh, who's the dad, by the way? No, I don't know. His face looks like he's on TV in the 80s. Oh, my God. Everything looks like a commercial on this. This was, uh, everybody was at their peak making uh, TV movies in 82. <laughs> everybody has, like, at least another film besides Mazes and Monsters, the director gotcha. and all these actors. Uh, this guy, he changed his name back to Wasaki, but he's going as David Wallace in this movie. Uh, and he's, he's the tallest actor, Carly, 6'2". This guy is like a prolific soap opera star. Mm -hmm. uh, he's Dr. Tom Hardy in General Hospital from 87 to 93, 131 episodes. He even played Dr. Tom Hardy in the Gary Shandling show. Okay. It's, it's Gary Shandling show. What is his name? His name is David Wallace. That's how he's listed, but it's Waisaki. Wais so oh, is he a sushi fan? I love Waisaki. I love, uh, what's the sushi with no rice? That's my to me. Oh, it's uh, so why sue me? Ah, now all these parents are saying, I'm so disappointed you didn't go to Uber MIT. You got accepted into Uber uh, MIT version two, and you picked Grantland. Like they all got into really good schools and they picked this one. Howdy, Tex. Like, yeah. Well, JJ is just out there. I think he's gay. But he's he has an outside personality. He wears, you know, World War I German pith helmets and. Uh -huh. Cowboy hats. So him and Katie are hooking up again. Here's the beers. He's wearing Mr. Rogers. Uh, well, uh, not really. Oh, he's a sweater, you mean? The red so, sweater? 
they're off to college and they play Dungeons and Dragons together, but it's Mazes and Monsters. It's Mazes and Monsters. And there's actually a phone app called Mazes and Monsters. It kind of looks like a Zelda ripoff. Today? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, did, does the Road of Jaffe Foundation get a dime? Not a dime. <laughs> there is a foundation where oh, every year... It's our man! It's Thomas Hank. Now, again, these are all college students, so he... No, it's not. You pl made Thomas plural and Hank singular. It's Tom Hanks singular. Thanks, Dave. Wait, it's Tom Hanks. Thank you very much. Now, Carl, I wanted to make sure I was completely up to date in my research of Tom Hanks. Yeah. Up to this movie. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> okay. No, but yeah. that's perfectly appropriate.